Hello, and how do you do? This is uh, your old pal Ben Raskin, and we are now doing Tribune Sports Radio live on the seventh floor of the Salt Lake Tribune offices. Ah, it's a beautiful, glorious day in the great Salt Lake City uh, this 19th of May, 2014. I'm lucky to be in uh, the company of some very august men as we're going to be talking some sports today, uh, hitting some Utah jazz. We'll be doing a little RSL soccer and a bit of a grab bag of uh, different topics that you folks have been good enough to tweet at us and uh, a couple of games we're going to play at the fellas. But before we get into the dog and pony show of what we call sports and entertainment here at the Trib, we need to get a little bit of the house cleaning out of the way. Uh, obviously, with over probably, I think it's about 500,000 podcasts on iTunes right now, we need to do our best to sort of set ourselves apart from the rest, and we would love your help in doing that. Uh, so if you can do a big favor for us, uh, jump over to iTunes and give us a little big old thumbs up, a nice five-star rating, and just a quick little quick little plug there, and if you do, and we're going to kind of make it worth your while by uh, doing a little contest. If you throw in the hashtag burgers, that's right, burgers, uh, hashtag B-U-R-G-E-R-S, at the end of it, we will enter you into a contest to win some really cool swag, uh, some books, some t-shirts, and some other stuff, and uh, that's that's that. So go to iTunes and help us out, it mean a lot. And uh, if you want to get a hold of the guys, uh, just go ahead and Hit at Trib Jazz for Aaron Falk, at Chris Cramrani for uh, our boy Chris Cramrani. Kevin Winter Morris is K Win Mo, and uh, I, of course, am at Benny Raskin. And if you just have general Tribune uh, questions or uh, things you want to report to us, go over to at SL Trib Sports. That's the best way to do it. Uh, really looking forward to this. So hopefully, this is going to be the beginning of a new tradition for us. And uh, here you go. Along comes the show. Hey, fellas, how we doing? Uh, that's it, Chris? Keep going. All right. Off to my left, we've got the man, Chris Camrani. Uh, to his right, we've got Kevin Winter Morris. And to my right, uh, the very handsome, newly sheared Aaron Falk. Falk, you were out in Chicago this last weekend for the Combine. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was there for a couple of nights. Um, you know, it, it's, not, it's, not like, it's not quite like the NFL in that, it, you know, it's something that everyone is – tuned into and watching all the time but it's uh it was pretty useful for me I don't know I mean I guess it's useful for teams as well um top three guys weren't there Parker and Bede and Wiggins why not skipped out um various things I mean is it to be exposed weaknesses or is it sure yeah I mean and and Parker's got a foot injury and and Bede has a back injury, and Wiggins. Wiggins is jumping just too high to go. Yeah. He's just jumping way too high. He was the winner. I mean, yeah, it, it creates a little bit of mystery. You know, it's yeah. like if you're if you're the top, if you're already the top guy in everybody's mind, you can only go down, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're you're selective with where you're going to uh, kind of show off what you have, I guess. Well, I know the Kardashians use a lot of photoshopping with pictures. I mean, with that Wiggins photo is that is that legit? I, I assume it's legit. They they he, he they said it was forty. Horse, they know? said it was forty four inches, which would have been the best of anyone at the combine. What was Jeremy Evans? Is ooh, I don't know. I don't. know. I know that. that was like a big thing, him jumping. Back yeah, in the day. I don't know. The atmosphere for a combine. What's it like? Is it kind of a, a dog and pony show a little bit, or is yeah? It... It's. I mean, they've got stuff going on in in a gym, and then um, they usher off guys to it's kind of like tiny side room. Um, for interviews with media throughout the day. Um, you know, for teams, I think that it's 
I think the watching them play is probably not so valuable. I mean, they've put tons of tape together on these guys throughout yeah, yeah. the year. Um, you know, watching them take ten shots, you know, that's not probably not going to change your mind. Um, but they get a chance to to meet with these guys. Uh, they meet each team gets to meet with eighteen players based on kind of a their position and wish list and sort of things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's good, um, you know, and that's that's really the the advantage and, and also the drawback now for the Jazz because they don't get to talk to Wiggins, Parker, and Embiid unless those guys agree to come here for individual interviews, and they probably won't do that unless the Jazz land, you know, top two, maybe three. In, well, tomorrow in, we're doing the lottery ball, right? Yeah, uh, and that and that's when you know, 20, and that's yeah. when you know, and if they're the first pick, then they'll get to talk to all those guys. If they're not. Then they probably don't. Their agents will shield them away from anyone that's not, you know, one, two, maybe three, and you know that means that if the Jazz were to be able to trade up, they would kind of be doing it somewhat in blindly without, you know, having the chance to interview these guys and do whatever, you know, one-on-one uh, information collection they would have done. Yeah. Did you get a chance to talk to the Australian? Australian? Yeah, How's yeah. Talk to Exxon. Um, super thoughtful for an 18-year-old kid. Um, you know, he's probably the only other guy out there that could crack that top three. Uh-huh. Um, really incredible measurements. He's six six, good wingspan. Um, his leaping wasn't quite as good as maybe some others, but it was still still good. Just wasn't amazing. But um, fast and all the agility and, and kind of speed stuff. Um, and you know, if haven't he, really seen him play. Well, uh, if he's there, I was just gonna ask you if he's there. Would the Jazz take him and, right. and go Exum and, and Burke in the backcourt, or Exum and Burks, or because we've seen sure. we saw it like last or the, these playoffs, a lot of teams are going two point guards. Yeah, I, I think I think they would be willing to do that. I mean, I there's there is nothing sacred about that Jazz team right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're if you're 25 win team, and I know that all they, they all these guys are would you know theoretically get better next year, but to me. There's not a guy that you couldn't probably replace. I mean, if, if these guys are truly transcendent talents, then yeah, you draft the best player that you can get right there, and you know, they they already took the thing off the pictures off the arena, so they're gonna have to revamp who their uh, <laughs> five stars are next year, maybe anyway. So you know, this is a team that could stand to improve at every position. If you were to play GM for one day, oh, uh, what would those players, the minus the four that we just talked about, was there anybody that was a standout that you think that uh, Utah should be looking at? Well, uh, Stauskas with the second pick. That's, <laughs> that, I'm I, you, man. I love Stauskas it. at I the love second it. pick. I love, it. I love it for my purposes because he was easily the best interview there. And so, like, my, my bias is just to, toward guys that are helpful in that way. Um, and he was awesome, like, super engaging, funny dude. And uh, went back, you know, kind of watched some more film with him and that, that video of him n- knocking down 46 threes in a row in his backyard, and they're college threes. But still, like, it's, it's just insane. Like, the kid can shoot. But um, other – Aaron Gordon, I don't know. He's, maybe he's a bit of a tweener, but he's, like, he's freakishly athletic. Where's he from? Arizona. Arizona, okay. Freshman – I mean, all these kids are freshmen for the most yeah. part. Um, also – Marcus Smart was huge, right? Six two, like two thirty, like um, huge. Well, but like he, just, he, he didn't well, look. Yeah. he just looked thick. Right, Bill Orm thick. Six two, two twenty seven, I think. But with a good wingspan, and um, I think his like agi- lane agility 
speed were faster than John Wall and Chris Paul. Wow. Oh, wow. So, That's I mean, insane. you know, he's got to deal with, with that shoving incident and the chair kicking and, you know, all the stuff he went through this year and kind of convince people that, that he's a guy. But physically he could be, you know, pretty, uh, pretty scary out there as a defender. Well, I'm just interested to see, like, if, you know, the Jazz land where they're supposed to tomorrow night with four or five or whatever. Like, it seems like people, by people, I mean the national scribes who know what they're talking about, are kind of pegging the Jazz to take another point guard. What if the Jazz theoretically get number one or a top three pick? Are we are we, are we thinking it, it will come down to Wiggins or Parker? I, or do, I we, do, so. do you think M- – I, I don't see them looking at Embiid that much for some reason. I don't know why. Well – and they're saying he's he's been secretive so far with right. his back right. stuff. He's not releasing medical records to teams right now. I mean, that you know, big guys are are fragile. Yeah, you know, it's it's great if you can land a, a really you know all star seven footer, but if if he's going to have you know you don't you would rather have Kevin Durant than Greg Oden at this point, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, so you've got to do your due diligence there, and if he's Somehow, if you don't have that information, if you don't get to meet with him, if you don't get to see those medical records, I mean, uh, that's that, that's kind of a scary proposition. Well, that's, that's like a like a no warranty on buying a used car <laughs> to a certain extent. You, you, know, it's like, what, you can, but you get a lemon about you can always get a lemon. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was the uh, so how many days was the combine? Um, I was there for two. That's all that was open. But there uh, there were like four basically. For, for interviews and things like that for teams. Do you know why it's 18, only 18 players they can choose from, or is it is it to limit? I think just to limit time and, and, and things like that, you know. And so the um, I don't know all that the Jazz met with, but but a number of, you know, they got to meet with the top guys because they're going to be a top pick. And um, after that, they, they met with, you know, a number of different players, so. So what I mean, the, the thing is that I've heard a lot about talk is that they're saying about John Stockton coming to cho- coach the Jazz, <laughs> which you know I think we all know is hooey and applesauce, you know. But is is without having a head coach on this, uh, how is that going to impact the drafting on this? I don't think it. Still I, look for the best player. Yeah, yeah. You know, you take the best player, and and you know you're you're you know what you want in a coach. So I mean, Dennis Lindsay's in charge of of you know event, or picking that player, and also generally picking that coach so it's it's up to him to find something that that meshes well um the john stockton thing maybe they call you know sure you reach out to your most famous alum and see if there's an interest. but this guy hasn't coached a single game um he's shown no interest in doing the travel um the media any anything like that i think that that's uh that's pretty far out there right now I don't think he wants. If, I don't think he wants to come back to a, maybe a top. Maybe they win thirty games next year. I mean, that's on the high end and stuff. Like, does he want to tarnish his reputation? <laughs> you know, like his beloved Jazz and being on a, on a kind of. a You think they take team. down the statue? <laughs> I don't. Well, they, they might put a, like a bozo hat on it, but you know, that's about it. The only way I the only way I see it fitting is if you hire Stockton, you have to bring Malone to be his top <laughs> assistant. <laughs> I mean, this place would just just combust. It would be awesome, but it will never happen. Carl would take – he'd take hunting season off. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> where, where is he? would draw an elk tag out in Duchesne, and he'd be gone for six weeks. That's funny. Uh, just one other thing. Uh, talk to us uh, here in uh, Utah. What is exactly this Malort? Malort. Malort. Malort is the worst 
liqueur ever. Okay, is it German? What just? Uh. It's, it's. So we were in in Chicago. Um, I was hanging out with some people, me and and Bill Orem and some other people, and we were put on to this thing, Malort, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of apparently in enjoying, I guess, <laughs> some sort of hipster revival <laughs> where it's so bad that uh-huh. they're making, like, these specialty cocktails with it now. And there are, for forever it was one company that made it. Um, and now there are three companies that make some variation of it. But there's only one Malort. Jepson's like, Malort. Jepson's Malort. And on the bottle <laughs> it says something like, this one in 45 people will enjoy this. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, Malort is the Swedish word for wormwood. Yes. So, yes. so it's, 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 it's this really bitter spirit. Um, and we're like, naturally, you know, so disgusting. We got to go find this thing. Yeah, yeah. So we went out, um, tracked down a place where it would be, go in, and we asked the bartender, hey, you know, do you have any Malort? He says, no, and you don't want it. <laughs> and so, you know, he's, he's saying, oh, it's just, it's awful. He's talking. He describes it as pickle juice and hairspray. <laughs> so, That's definitely going out. So, worth going out so you know, I, we say, all right, order, order a, a drink from him and say, you know, we got to go find it. We're, we're off. As we're about to leave, he says, stop. Reaches down into his secret Malort stash, <laughs> pulls it out, pours us for the three of us there, one for him, throw it back, pickle juice and hairspray. <laughs> Horrible. The guy says that he, groups will come in, you know, group, you know, a big group will come in, order seven shots of Jameson. He'll pour six Jamesons and one Malort and just sit back and watch <laughs> to see who the poor guy is that gets the Malort. Oh, that's Disgusting. Hysterical. Disgusting. Label, Never do it again. label statements on Wikipedia. The taste just lingers and lasts. L- long M dash, seemingly forever. <laughs> I think I think it's still there, actually. Oh, so uh, Malort might be, uh, probably wouldn't be the drink of choice for the RSL after uh, keeping the streak alive, Chris. Uh, you guys, actually, good segue. Yeah. Well, with the uh, after taking down the Colorado Rapids two one on Saturday, uh, talk to us about this team and uh, how important the streak is for them. Well, anytime you haven't lost eleven games to start a season, it's good, especially in soccer. Um, just, I, I think it's true in any sport. Yeah. but I mean, any you know, sport. but yeah. the fact that in soccer you can draw, there's not just two outcomes like in football or baseball or basketball. So you can still stay unbeaten. Yeah, but you have a two-thirds chance of not losing. Okay, I don't, I don't do math. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a great start. Um, you know, they have 23 points. They're second best in the league. To have this start with as many injured players as they did early on in the season, it's very impressive. Like we, like I said last week, um, don't really know what to write about anymore. Um, they're, they're getting close to the all-time streak to start a season, which is 12. Uh, the Galaxy did that in 1996 during the MLS shootout era. Okay. Do you guys know what the MLS shootout era was? <laughs> Not, uh, so every match. Course, I want to remind our audience. Of course, we all the, know. The that. MLS shootout, <laughs> they they ended, like if if it was t- a tie after regulation, you would it would be a, a shootout. So there was there were no draws and a guy. It was like, it's like hockey. 
mm-hmm. where a, a, a guy would dribble the ball at the goalie. <laughs> from that, midfield? From midfield. Oh, that's tremendous. Yeah, or, or a certain area, but right. it was definitely not like – you know where it the spot PKs. is yeah no it wasn't yeah. pk's so they did that until like 1999 so la won their first 12 games whether through regulation or mls shootout so while it's a 12 0 0 start it's technically the best start to a season in mls history rsl can can tie that with a result against fc dallas next saturday See, uh, for me, watching the game on Saturday, it was, uh, it's weird not seeing uh, Nick between the post up there. And uh, have you had a chance to talk with Jeff? I have. Well, Je- what can you say about him? And uh, there's, there's a part, obviously, where you really want to see Nick playing. But, you know, and it's Jeff kind of, kind of sometimes makes me a little, a little nervous, you know. Uh, well, I mean, he, he came out off his line twice um, and, and misread a couple balls. But, I mean, he made like three crazy saves in the second half to keep Colorado out of the net he's he's, yeah he's up for save of the week um you know it's he played two games earlier he had a nine save outing at Sporting Kansas City earlier this year when Mm -hmm. when Nick was hurt after the national team game so it's not like he's just a schmuck I mean he he's very capable and I thought he played a pretty pretty good game I mean when when you're giving up that many set pieces and you have to have to you know organize walls and and you know organize marks. It's a, you're, you could eventually be be beaten, and obviously RSL was when Colorado scored their only goal. But I thought he did a good job. I mean, it's 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 hard to come in kind of cold after not playing. I mean, the last game he played was April twelfth, so it was about a month or a little over a month since he played an actual first team game. I, I thought he played well. I mean, he's he's obviously good enough. I mean, Garth Lagerwey is a former MLS goalkeeper. He knows goalkeepers. Jeff Kassar is a former MLS goalkeeper. He knows goalkeepers, so I thought. I mean, Aaron was there. Well, he was present. I made no. I made no saves. I made no saves. There were n- there was no malort. <laughs> no malort. Uh, talk a more about uh, Jeff Cesar. Is it Cesar? Cassar. Cassar. Like yeah. hard K. Hard 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 C K. Cassar. Yeah. But Jeff Cassar and uh, you wrote a little bit about a midfield void. Uh, what, uh, what's going on with the midfield? Well, well Beckerman's gone. Yeah. So obviously, you know, he's the anchor of of that that spot in front of the back line and in front of the offense. Cole Grossman had, you know, as Kassar said, the first bite at the apple, and I thought he played pretty well. Um, didn't do too much. Um, was there when the defense needed bailing out. Was was there to move forward when RSL got into the attack. It's kind of an interesting position when you're at the base of the diamond. It's 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 one where you if you don't really see, if you don't notice them, that means they're kind of doing their job. Obviously, mm-hmm. Kyle's the best in the game, and, you know, he can take rips from distance and can set up players, but Cole, would, Cole did a good job. I mean, Jeff was very complimentary of that after the game. He said he held down the fort really well. There's a fellow that I work with. Uh, his name is Ryan Sabal. He was telling me a story about Nate Borchers. Nat Borchers? Pardon me, Nat. It's severe. severe. I, what is you would name? So much malort. <laughs> Too much malort. Uh, I, 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 for the life of me, I can't pronounce half these people's Which names. Which is weird because you can pronounce my name. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I know Pal- uh Not mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a buddy of mine was talking about Nat, and he said that he had signed uh, the, the the back his, uh, of his, his buddy's back, like bareback. Yeah, like on the back. He gave him an autograph, like Happy Gilmore style, but on the back. Yeah, okay. Right out of there. And anyway, put it in a sharpie. They ended up taking uh, that uh, that autograph to his back to a tattoo parlor to have it filled in. Whoa! Yeah, so I need to ask. My question to ask you, Chris, is that if you had to have one autograph from an athlete, what would it be for your tramp stamp? For who? Like who's, yeah, yeah, with athlete, whose yeah. signature? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. I'll only answer it if we go around the room. Okay. Um, I'll get this started here. Tony Gwynn. 
Oh, that's a great one. You can't yeah. go wrong. I can't say Barry Bonds because he was the only he was the only guy. When I was like 12 years old, I got to go in the Giants clubhouse, and he was the only guy on that team that didn't sign the ball that I brought in. So it can't be Barry. Um, I don't know. Someone Chris Gatling. I don't know. Someone some obscure NBA player. Mike Tyson. Tyson would be pretty good. That would be fun. I'd like to see what his signature looks like. Yeah, I. I mean, on my on my body, I think the only player, like the only athlete that that means anything to me is Chipper Jones, probably. That would be. <laughs> Chipper would do it. Oh no he, doubt. Larry back. Chipper. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Would it be Larry Chipper Jones? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Quote Chipper Jones. No, I yeah, think he would sign Larry Jones. It sounds like a car LJ. Dealer. Yeah. How about you, Kev? I'd go with Mia Hamm. <laughs> Excellent selection there. I don't know, man. That's a tough question. I got to think of someone. Michael Jordan would be cool. Michael. Uh, you know. He yeah. would never do it. He would no, never do no, it. No, no, he wouldn't. No. He's, he's no Larry Jones. I'm trying to think of people who would actually do it. I think it would be more people who would than would not. I'm with you. Yeah. Carl Malone would do it. Carl would definitely John Stockton do it. would not. No. No, I don't think so. No. I, I, don't, I wonder if Jerry Sloan would do it. Uh, I bet Jerry Sloan would do a lot of things. Uh no, he, you know, he's a social man. He a likes couple malorts, and you don't. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. Maybe for me, he was kind of like the guy I I liked. I liked a lot growing up, yeah. even though I wasn't a Mariners fan. It's funny how there's not the, the trend of autographs because I remember as a kid, you'd go to the games and all you wanted was autographs. And as, even as you get older, you know, like I'm not saying when you're 40 years old you should be still seeking autographs, but I mean that trend seems to have died down quite a bit. Seems like there's a cutoff. Like as soon as you get your driver's permit, you're not really allowed to. Harassing people. Oh, yeah. All right, I got it because this guy actually did sign a baseball for me once. Rod Beck. No. <laughs> no the shooter. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rod Beck. Yes. I met Rod Beck as a child as well. One of my favorite Rod Beck stories is when he was uh, trying to make the Cubs roster and he was in AAA and he parked his RV out in the parking lot <laughs> and he'd have a cooler of beer and you could sit there and have beers with Rod Beck after games. And you're more than welcome to come and talk to him and everything. And he had this neon light that he'd leave lit. And that meant Rod Beck was open for business. <laughs> but as soon as he turned the light off, it meant, all right, party's over. Everyone's got to go. That's totally fair. That, that, was, that was what Rod Beck did in, in, uh, in Des Moines, Iowa. I that, think, okay, old. sorry. It took me a while. It'd probably be two. Okay. And they're both related to the San Francisco 49ers. One, Jerry Rice, who was my favorite player growing up, or Deion Sanders. Oh, Dion would wherever you want. Dion would sign. Yep. What about Montana bucks? and Clark? No, nah, that was that was before my. I mean, that was before my time. I was a baby when they were when they were killing it. I, I I came up, I came up. You know, it was it was Montana to Rice. Then then the transition. So and then the '94 season when they had when Dion was there and they were just lights out. They were just ridiculous. Speaking of the Giants and the 49ers and stuff, I'm going to uh, AT&T Park for the first time on Sunday. They're, it's an afternoon game. They're going to be playing the Twins. Uh, what's the must see? To, what's the must see out there? Uh, in, in the park, well, you got to get you got to get a brat and and garlic fries. No, a brat okay. with with garlic fries and then an accompanying beverage of a, choice. of your choice. But the garlic fries are just massive, and they and it's fresh garlic that they make, and they just pound it i mean you are going to have you won't be able to talk to anyone face to face for probably <laughs> 10 days so that's that's my um that's my suggestion they also have phenomenal um Ghirardelli ice cream served in a uh, in a little cap like they do at the bees game how's the park itself is it gorgeous oh it's amazing it's the best 
It's, right. it's the best modern one. Okay. I'll, I'll, I mean, there's really no question. Maybe Pittsburgh. I love Petco. You love Petco. I love Petco. Pittsburgh's awesome. P- Pittsburgh's cool. Yeah. Pittsburgh's awesome. But Camden Yards is fantastic. See, I've yeah. never, yeah. I've never been to the good ones. I've never been to Fenway. Never been to Wrigley. Never been. Um, Wrigley's fantastic because you walk in there, it smells like dirt, grass, beer, urine. urine. Yeah, urine. mostly urine. A peanuts. Lot of urine. Peanuts. Yeah. Peanuts and urine. But I mean, and spilled old style. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Rod Beck's RV and go on a trip, man. Let's go. I want Rod Beck is my spirit animal. <laughs> that mullet, mustache. Oh, that mustache is something special. Well, kind of in the spirit with that, you know, the uh, the Indianapolis because it's Memorial Day, you're gonna have the Indy 500. I'm not gonna ask you guys about Roundy, uh, you know, uh, Formula One racing, but uh, I've always wanted to go kind of see that. If you had between things like the U.S. Open and Flushings, uh, the Masters. WrestleMania, Olympics, like what is uh, some of the things as uh, reporters that you guys would like to cover in the future? I, I think I, I think covering WrestleMania would be awesome. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie. I mean, obviously wrestling isn't what it was, what it once was in the 80s or even in the 90s when it was like Stone Cold and The Rock and Undertaker, Mankind. I was into it for a little while, man. I think that would be pretty awesome to go do like this feature of – who I, shows up to those things and who thinks it's like for real well the thing is i always thought it'd be great to have like a coffee table would be the oral history of the wwf from 1985 to 1989 you know the problem is a lot of these guys are kicking over you know regrettably we i only saw one wwf down in las vegas and it was we're, we're pulling into the thomas and mac it was me and my two brothers my dad was driving me to drop us off <laughs> i swear on everything good and holy in a geo metro right next <laughs> to us was the ultimate warrior just sardines in a can driving to that event, and that's exactly when wrestling became fake to me. <laughs> <laughs> also, R.I.P. R.I.P. I, I I was able to go see Hulk Hogan when I was in third grade. Dude. It was the coolest thing ever. My my parents had somehow made this deal that if Hulk Hogan ever came to Rochester, New York, that they'd take me, and thinking that he would never come. And sure enough, he comes, and neither one would take me on their own. So they found a babysitter for my two sisters because they refused to go by themselves with me. <laughs> and both of them took me to see Hulk Hogan. Both also agreed that it was a phenomenal show. As a third grader, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. But um, I saw Hulk Hogan, and he, he wrestled Randy Macho Man Savage. That's right. R.I.P. The, uh, the Hart brothers were there. R.I.P. Stop <laughs> it, man. It's You're depressing me. You are depressing. Duggan was there. You I mean, are it was depressing me, man. The, uh, the highlight of that match was Ultimate Warrior versus Andre the Giant, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, R.I.P. But uh, Stop. the match ended in 10 seconds when the Warrior body slammed him, and that was it. It was clearly they wanted to get to the casinos, or <laughs> back, into, back into the Geo Metro, like they've had enough fun for the day. Imagine Andre the Giant packing into the Warriors Metro. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't like, I'm not a huge golf guy, but I think covering the Masters would be really cool. Yeah, I think walking that course would be amazing. Yeah. I've gone to a couple of PGA events, and the grass, it's its like the best carpet you've ever walked on. It, it doesn't even feel like grass. Alabama creeping bean. No, the I think uh, after I've done co- I've covered some uh, three, actually two A all the way to five A tennis these last two weekends, but uh, it's fun talking to these kids because they I won't have they their eyes towards the next level, but it'd be good, uh, cool to go to Flushing Meadows and to watch, you know, US nah, Open. you got to go to Wimbledon. If you're going to go to tennis, I think you got to go I don't want to cross the pond. Well, fair enough. But I, 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 I'm, nah, I can't agree with you on that. Nah, I'm, I'm going to Wimbledon. Uh, the World Cup. I, yeah, I mean, let's not rub it in, but yeah. Falk's right. No, he's not. 
I'd rather go to the Olympics. Oh, I, no. Out of the, the events in Rio, I wouldn't even pick the World Cup. Give me the Olympics. Oh, dude. Yeah. This guy's tripping. Are, are we talking to cover or to, to watch? Because, you know, you guys are professional yeah. journalists. See, we you, want get into, you get into mixed zones. I, I'm not a big fan of mixed zones. You get into mixed zones at the Olympics, well, man. Well, yeah, so, so that's why I'm thinking maybe WrestleMania would be better. WrestleMania and Rio. That's the only Perfect. thing I would do. Uh, I'm in. Super Bowl? No. Super Bowl? Nah. Yeah. I'd rather watch the game on the couch, eat yeah. the snacks, yeah, watch the commercials. No. I always thought it would be a cool story to do. Uh, I'm sure it's been done, but the different types of grass at all the different PGA, like what are the, the what are the majors? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because they're all different, and how how players play different types of grass. Because I don't I don't know if the Masters. I don't know if Augusta is the same as. Give me something, guys. Bonneville? Yeah, Bonneville. Wasatch Mountain State Park. (laughs) Pebble Beach. Pebble Pebble, Pebble Beach. (laughs) Whatever. Rose Park. TPC. I think think covering a boxing match that when boxing used to be cool, I think that would be awesome. There's nobody that you would want to see right now. Mayweather and Pacquiao, man. That that would be, yeah, that would probably be it. And then, like, tag team Provodnikov in there. Yeah. And just let him hit somebody. Yeah. Agreed. No, I think that'd be fantastic. Because <laughs> I've never, uh, when I was growing up in Vegas, we used to go to, uh, to the showboat and we would watch Friday Night Fights with, uh, with uh, friends and stuff like that. And, you know, you'd watch a couple of tomato cans get in there. You know, they're probably, you know, fighting for 25 bucks in a bar tab. And uh, I'd like to see Price fighting at, at least somewhat close to the apex. Yeah. You know, I, I think it'd be cool. Even just for the seats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it would be cool to cover a the Stanley Cup winning game, to actually see the cup and the guy skate around. Yeah. And, th- and then I also think it would be cool. Game seven, anything trumps almost anything. Well, yeah, to, to go into the locker room, I think for about two seconds it would be cool to see that celebration and if it really matches the way that it looks on television. But then you end up just sticky and have to work, and it's stupid. World but Cup then, final. No. Oh yeah! Well, if I mean, if Brazil makes amazing. the final in oh, Brazil, yeah. that would be probably one of the coolest things to cover, yeah. regardless if they win or lose, because the pressure would be bigger than anything. I mean, you could really Russia with figure skating or us with whatever. With I mean, what do we get at alpine skiing here? I mean, it's <laughs> right. I mean, I'm serious. There's there's no, really I, no men's, comparison. If it's the Olympics, it'd be probably men's ice hockey. Right. If it was winter. Or, or I mean, men's or ice hockey in Canada. Yeah. Eh. yeah, it's not the same, man. No, no, it's it not isn't. the same. I'm it just isn't. saying that that would be, that would be probably the uh, the pinnacle yeah, or one it, of. It the would be cool. Looking at the uh, World Cup, the, the you see, obviously you know America's bracket looks pretty tough. This they got took the a group, pretty bad draw. Yeah, the, the group, the group of death. Group of death. Is it Portugal, U.S., Germany, Ga- and, and Ghana? Ghana. Yep. Ghana. Good job, man. Are we gonna get out? Are we gonna get through that? I don't think so, but. I'm a pessimist. Well, which two teams do you think will? Well, I think the only way the U.S. has a shot is they have to beat Ghana in that first game, which means if they they earn three points in that first game and they they can pull out a draw against either – Portugal or Germany. means that they'd have the upper hand on on Ghana if the same thing goes with Portugal and Germany because Portugal and Germany would have to play each other as well because there will be a result there. Is Ghana – I mean, do you have a a scouting report on Ghana? Fast. And they've and they've beat the U.S. in the last two World Cups. Okay. Effectively eliminated them in 2006 in the group play, if and did effectively eliminate them in 2010 in the round of 16. So there's that's a cool thing about this World Cup is that you know, it's the toughest draw, but there is no shortage of 
I mean, ESPN's just going to kill it. This is going to be the World Cup where people are hooked, I think, because you have the U.S. versus Ghana for the revenge games, U.S. against Cristiano Ronaldo, who's the best player in the world, who's the most marketable soccer guy in the world, and then U.S. against Germany with Klinsmann. I mean, Klinsmann coached. It's where he's from. He won a World Cup with Germany. He coached them to a third-place finish in 2006. There's no shortage of storylines for the U.S. But more than anything, man, the World Cup, you can just watch any game. I mean, my dad's from Iran, so I'm going to watch Iran play Argentina and probably watch them lose 9-1, to but it's still going to be awesome. Yeah. What are you watching the games out here in Salt Lake? Um, I don't know. It depends on if I have to, you know, do a story on where everyone's watching. I know the American Outlaws chapter of, of Utah is going to have it at Bourbon House. But I also heard that um, Galvin's going to have a huge watch party for the Ghana game, which a, would be very a movie cool. theater in Holiday that's going to do showings instead right. of their, you know, matinee or whatever. Right. Is that the place down by like 4,500 South? I think so. Like I have that. no idea. But I mean, I, I think I think already yeah, you see more accommodations being made for this than, than you ever oh, have before. Absolutely. Especially here. Because we're going to, I mean, more than likely three guys from this local club team there, whether they're playing or not, it's still pretty cool. So, uh, looking forward uh, for this week, to, uh, for this upcoming week, what do you got in coverage? And, uh, burgers? What's that? Burgers? We'll, we'll get to burgers. Oh, okay. We're ending with burgers, because burgers are ready. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> let's not go there, man. Um, this week, RSL gets uh, Dallas at home, has a chance to tie the best start to a season in MLS history. Also, going back, they the last four games of their regular season they finished unbeaten so technically they're 15 straight going back to last year the the longest streak in MLS history is 19 so was that Columbus yep and Dallas good job man look at this guy so uh um, yeah and then uh probably some high school sports you know it's the last week of the spring season we got soccer and and baseball so a lot of kicking and hitting yep 45a I say you Falk what do you got? Lottery, Tuesday night, ping pong balls. Uh, after that, we'll know. We'll have an idea of, uh, you know, we've been talking kind of in generalities about who the Jazz might be targeting and have a much better idea of who would might be available for them um, after Tuesday. And meanwhile, my understanding is they still don't have a coach. So, um, you know, the beat goes on. Kmo? I don't cover anything. Good enough for me. All right, boys, uh, thanks very much for a good show. I think, uh, I think we're getting a better feel for this. Uh, sure. A little bit better. You're the host. Yeah, I'm trying mm. to. Uh, obviously, I threw out in the introduction all everyone's Twitter accounts, but SL Trib Sports, that's the big one if you want to give us any information, uh, tweet questions. We'll hopefully be doing a mailbag in the near future. And look forward to next week as we have a very special guest. We're going to keep our fingers crossed to see if Mr. Kyle Goon's available. But if not, I don't know. Uh, burgers are ready. Thanks a lot, guys. Burgers are